Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. It's the home of the Afropolitan. It's Kaya FM 95.9. Hanging out with a young and happening Afropolitan on the way to the top. Lamise Hallworthy, you know her if you watch TV, if you listen to music. She's a DJ coming out of the Pretoria area, also an avid biker uh, and doing the things, doing the things, if you like, on social media. She's very hip and happening and uh, making a success of this entertainment industry business. Lamise, thank you so much for joining us on The drive Thank you for having me. Where does the love for music, for DJing come from? And because... Today, everyone's a DJ. Every mm. DJ. Yeah, <laughs> um, so where does it come from and, and how does one make a success of it? Because just looking back at your history, you play for the first time. Uh, your major gig is a Red Bull gig. Mm, mm, there are mm. hundreds of people there and you make a success of it. That's something that a lot of people are looking for that first break. So mm. how did it happen all so quickly for you? Um, so my love for music, um, I've always loved music and it's crazy. Like you listen to my mom and my siblings and they'll tell you how growing up, even in my sleep, like I, my, I'd be nodding, like my head would be nodding or I'd be dancing. And <laughs> I was just this very vibrant little kid who loved music, loved dancing and just loved the arts. Um, and in high school, I was supposed to go study the arts in New York. Oh, and wow, wow. Um, just after high school, my mom, well, my matric year, my mom got retrenched. My dad's business went south. So life happened and yeah, I wasn't yeah. able to pursue my studies anymore. And I remember the first year after high school, um, 2010, World Cup, everyone is excited and I am depressed. Because I'm sitting at home and I can't go study. Thinking of what might have been. Uh, yeah, yeah, and... Um, so my mom is like my best friend. My mom Kilipara. Like my mom is the strongest <laughs> woman that I know, but she's also really Goodbye. smart and very hands-on. Um, so I think she could tell just how much it touched me, like not being able to study. Um, so she then suggested, like she sat me down and she's like, you've always loved music. Um, why don't you go learn how to DJ, keep yourself busy. Mm. And I promise you, the minute I get a job and things are back to normal, oh yeah, score long. And... Um, I learned how to DJ and I remember um, when I started, I needed a pair of headphones and I needed a slapper pouch because there's like a normal pouch and then there was like a slapper pouch. Yes, was like, for the guys who were serious. That was like yeah. a Gucci of pouches, mm-hmm. of, you know, CD pouches. And um, there was like a week of darkness at home because <laughs> the electricity got cut. Um, and my mom got money. And she had to make a decision, like, is she paying for the electricity bill or is she buying me my headphones? And she set them choice. down at home and she's just like, yo, it was an option. Um, we're not dying. We're not dead. We're alive. We're eating. We're good. Wow. Lamise needs her headphones. Wow. Um, so sure. I promise you guys, just another day or two and we'll be good. Um, sure. And my mom got me my headphones and I remember how they would drive me to my gigs in a security van Um, because my late dad um, was a part of a a, a security company and so my dad would drive I'd sit in the middle and my mom would be on the other side and they drive me from my gigs in a security um, van. In a security Picking van. Picking you up was, at... It was branded. It was huge. So everyone knew. Um, <laughs> yeah. You and know? also picking you up at like 2 o'clock in the morning or 3 o'clock in they the morning. They stayed with me. Like, wow. My parents are so amazing. Well, my mom, because my I just lost my dad. Yeah. Um, 
so that's still a very sore place uh but they stayed with me and my mom would dance and my dad and you know i could just tell how proud they were and fast forward to seven almost eight years later i think it's safe to say that you know it's paying off but still i invested in my craft um by learning and just constantly having new music and buying music and that is expensive by buying equipment and that is expensive um but also just investing so much in my craft by making sure that i'm professional that i'm on time yeah. and you could actually um, make a living out I of it i could make a living out of it and i guess it really was because you had a reason why which is what separates those who make a success of it from those who can't because mm. when times get tough if you know that you're doing it for the love if you know why you're doing mm. it you tend to succeed. It's the drive-through on the home of the Afropolitan, Kai FM 95.9. We're talking to Lamise Hallworthy, sharing with us um, her career, some pearls of wisdom about how she is trying to make a success out of uh, the entertainment business, but trying? also... Trying? Trying? Succeeding. <laughs> trying. We're succeeding, there. exactly. We're but also, <laughs> who has come along with her for the journey, her parents in particular, having supported that. And and I guess parentage and, and, and where one comes from is, is so important, especially with with your story mm. of a very multicultural background. Mm. And I know it's something that uh, you share uh, some commonalities with Sandy Van Heerden here next to me, who mm-hmm. also comes from a very multicultural background. Yeah, I think one thing, whenever I, I'm about to interview someone, mm. the name is the first thing that catches me because I know my name is half my story. Mm. It's the foundation of my story because you don't come across you may Google Sandile van and there's only one mm. that ever comes up. So when I see Lamise Holworthy, I suppose I like many, I'm like, there's a story there. Mm, mm, what mm. is the story? How do we get Lamise Holworthy? So I get asked that question a lot. Because mm. um, like you said, when people hear Sandile van Heerden, the first thing they think is how does this black person <laughs> yes. have yes, such an yes. Afrikaner surname? Yes. And for me, a lot of people assume, because Lamise is a, it's an Islamic name, and the few Lamises that I've come across look very Indian, look very, like, the total opposite of me. Mm. And here's um, Miguel, who looks like she comes from mums. Sisters, but yeah, sisters yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and uh, so Lamise already born and bred in Pretoria, um, I was born in Estres, which is a oh, coloured community. Yeah, know it well, um, And then we moved to Laudium because that's where my mom is from. Um, and that is a predominantly Indian community because my mom is Indian coloured, but predominantly Indian. Um, so 90% of my family members are Indian. Um, and uh, my stepfather raised me. Uh, my real dad is black. Um <laughs> yeah but that face but is you don't have much of a relationship with I him. don't I don't but I, I, I it's also okay, okay. I think mm-hmm. I am at a point where because um, a lot of people think asking me about my real dad would be a sore place mm. um, or you know controversial and for me um, I've just been able to brush it off because I was blessed and fortunate enough to experience a father in the form of an amazing man yeah. um, who might not have been my biological father but um, you know, this man loved me and he lived for me um, until his last breath because sure. um, I recently lost him. Um, so, yeah, um, cross-cultured family. Um, I had to teach myself how to speak Vernac, um mm-hmm. because I grew up speaking English and Afrikaans only. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the only part um, 
that I, I, I feel deprived of in terms yeah. of not having my real dad in my life. I feel like I missed out on being African. Mm. And right now there is nothing more amazing than being a young black South African woman in South Africa. And I feel like I caught on late and there's still certain things that like I had to teach myself all that I know about being a young black South African wow. woman. I had to teach myself and I mean, I mix it. So now, like I said, so Spidori is like a mixture yes. of Spidi, Setswana, Sisutu. It's just like mm. a mixture. So I'm still learning. And a lot of people, because I, in high school, that's when I actually started speaking Vernac. Okay. So it was just English and Afrikaans. And um, I think a lot of my friends growing up would be, would, they'd, get, they'd get annoyed because they'd be like the Pio Monate show. And I couldn't really relate. Mm. Um, <laughs> and they talk about it and then they'd make a joke and we get guys please say it in english yes, and they'd get annoyed um so grade 10 grade 11 is where i started learning vernac and now i'm fluent mm. um so i think that for me is the only sore place um when it comes to not having been raised by my real dad yeah. um i had to learn about badimu khopasa badimu kholebogha badimu all on my own but because my mom is as amazing as she is and she just instilled my power of being black and being different from the youngest age. And I didn't get it. And oh, now wow. I do. Um, I feel like my mom had to choose between me and her family. Because um, reality is we preach about the rainbow nation and we preach about, you know, how being different and cross-cultured is okay. Mm. But it still isn't. Um, in a lot of these colored and Indian communities... It's still taboo. It's still very taboo. Um, so my mom had to choose between me and my family, and I think that was probably the easiest decision she had to make because, um, you know, they do those questionnaires where they ask, how many black kids, and then you must raise your hand. How many Indians in the class? Raise your hand. And I just never knew where to raise my hand. So mm. I'd always, I always identified as colored. Um, and then you'd have kids like, but you're not colored. Yeah. Um, and I think that was, you know, tricky for me. Where now I get to school and that is where, um, you know, I start noticing that I, I don't look like my family. Mm. Um, that there actually is a difference. Sure. Um, it is so crazy. Like there's the, <laughs> so it was the adoption part. There was, is your mom the maid? Um, and then the craziest one. The craziest one, which I hardly talk about, um, but I think because I'm over it and because my mom, you know, has forgiven these family members, is this was actually from a family member um, in school. So he was my senior and he was Indian. And I was excited. You know, I got to my new school and I was excited that I had a cousin in the school. Mm -hmm. And um, so his friends would ask him, like, how is she your cousin if she's black? And his response was, she's a product of rape. Uh, oh her mom was raped by a black man and that is how what? Yeah. Um, so I think that for me th those that's the that explanation that no Indian man will or, or Indian woman would be with a black person exactly. unless it exactly. was under these circumstances exactly. um, oh. so I think those were difficulties for me um, not being able to speak for an act and now you're there and you can tell that these cashiers or people in the mall are talking about you, but you don't understand them. Mm. And that is also why I put myself under so much pressure. You know, because my mom would then, what are they saying? Um, so just so that she could now go tell them where to get off. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I had to learn Fennec, um And I think it was just motivated by accepting who I am, mm. making peace with the fact that my dad is black, um, also that I am different. And now, 
it's still tricky. Like now I feel like I identify more as black than I do colored. Mm. And then I'm at home with my family. and It's a totally different mm. story. Yes. Um, but yeah, those were definitely challenges that I had growing up. Yeah. And, and, and I guess what you say is important, accepting oneself. Mm. And now that you've accepted yourself, you have a powerful message for, for many young people mm. who look up to you and oh, think, yes. this is someone who is living my life and mm. whom I would like to be like. Talking identity and music uh, with Lamise Hallworthy here on the drive through It's the home of the Afropolitan, Kai FM 95.9. And there you are DJing in front of, in front of tens of thousands sometimes mm. or emceeing or talking. What's your message to many young people? Because I'm sure they come up to you. <laughs> what do you say to them about making a success of this thing? Um, so one, it doesn't come easy. Um, and anything that comes easily, um, you lose just as fast. Yep. Um, but also just staying true to yourself. And I think for the young woman, um, I think that's what hurts me the most. Just seeing how young girls throw their lives away. Um, when they look at our social medias or they look like social media is a drug. Yeah. And <laughs> it is going to be the death of so many. Um, we have grown men and women putting themselves under pressures. Um because of a lie, because of the facade and just make-believe. And I think for me, um, again, don't believe the hype. Mm. Um, we show you what we want you to see. So I'm not going to show you when I'm having a bad day. Mm. Um, I'm not going to show you when I'm broke or <laughs> when I'm stressed. Oh, because, you know, and these yeah. things happen because most importantly, we're human. Just like mm. you guys, Mundlung. And we have everyday people problems uh, just like you. And again, just for young girls, I know it, it, it looks easy when you look at these girls that sell you this lifestyle on social media. Designer bags, champagne, blah, blah, blah. And it's not worth it. It doesn't last. And it is so easy for men to take advantage of you because you are easy. Um, but if you've worked hard for all that you have, there is no one that can take it away from you. Because um, reality is, not all of us are going to go the academic route. And that is okay. But as long as you are able to work 10 times as hard as the next person, and you are able to earn an honest living, there is no one that can take it away from you. Lemise mm. yeah. mm. Holworthy, thank you so much for joining us on the drive through One message I will take away from our discussion today, our interview today, is that you are a fighter. You fought for what you wanted, and it's such an inspiring message for everyone else out there. Thank you so much for being on the drive thru. Thank you for having me. Rewinding, Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.